0: This is not the time to sow fig leaves on here. It's the time to stay vulnerable. Don't have truths. Don't present partial truths. Give the entire truth. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSP Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership, From our perspective as individuals and as twins, welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. If you're experiencing a difficult time consistently reaching your milestones, then you might want to consider as a part of your growth strategy what many successful leaders are doing. More and more of them are investing and engaging in some type of coaching, peer group, mastermind, or even accountability partners. While we both have incorporated some of these, we want to dive into the reasons why business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives are considering accountability partners more and more. It can be very frustrating when you have to push off or extend deadlines, move the goalposts, so to speak, but eventually, truth be said, you're procrastinating. It can lead your business to fall behind expectations. I've had coaches for many areas of my personal business, mentors in my life, but still not growing at the pace that I would like to see my business grow. Enter the idea of accountability partner. This is not a new concept, at least not for my twin and I, but something that we wanted to revisit, something we wanted to bring back up. And now that we've implemented this, it's helped our respective businesses grow. Dan, what are your thoughts on accountability partners? Thanks, David. First of all, before we get into what an accountability partner can do for you, let's really talk about that broad definition again, and and let's narrow it down a little bit. We know that accountability partner is more than just a peer. Sometimes they act as a coach, a cheerleader, and even a confidant to help you achieve your goals. We all have great goals. A lot of the business leaders out there today have been successful, but not because they didn't have somebody in their ear every now and then. Sometimes they had a spouse tell them something. Sometimes they had a big a buddy from graduate school that was there tell them something. Sometimes it was somebody from uh, one of their EO groups. As their accountability partner, you will in turn provide that same level of support back to them. And that's why I love the fact that as David and I are twins, and you hear about this many times throughout the podcast, how we've actually helped push each other throughout our lives and our career as well as through our education. And believe it or not, David and I did go to the same college in the undergraduate. An accountability partner is different from a mentor, though. We have to remember that. Mentors are typically those who have more experience or knowledge that surpass your own, who've built businesses that have done really well, and have grown. You would go to them for guidance and advice, but an accountability partner relies on you just as much as you may rely on them. He or she will help you. Stay on track, and that's the key. Stay on track while you work to achieve and exceed your goals. I wanna make something very clear. It is ultimately your responsibility to make sure you reach your goals, not your accountability to partner. However, if you are willing to accept this responsibility, then they will stay with you and they will stay committed with you to make sure that you hit your goals. I know that we've we've talked about this in the past, but you cannot have an accountability partner that reports into you. Yeah, You can't have an accountability partner that will say what you want them to say because you only want to hear what you want to hear. You need someone who's going to challenge you, inspire you, and remind you of the blind spots. There has to be consequences when you work with accountability partner if you don't follow through. And that's what the accountability partner would do for you. David? Dan, I appreciate you making that point that at the end of the day, it is your responsibility to grow. You are the one that has to charge of your success. You are the one that has to make those decisions, but that accountability partner, as you mentioned earlier, is going to help inspire you, challenge you, call you out, remind you of your blind spots. And as you clearly stated earlier, it can't be somebody that's going to be a yes man. It just cannot be somebody that just gives you the green light on anything you want to do, everything you want to do. Because at the end of the day, you owe it to yourself and you owe it to the people that you lead to give them the very best version of you and the very best opportunity for your organization to grow. And that's why accountability partnerships can work. But Dan, before we dive into reasons why you could incorporate this strategy as a leader, I want to touch on some obvious reasons why leaders don't want to use accountability partners. Let's be honest. There are a lot of great things out there you could be doing for your business, but not all of them are great for you. There are a lot of things out there that you should be implementing for your business. But at the end of the day, you might be the very reason why you don't implement any of those strategies. So Dan, what in your experience have you seen have been the reasons why leaders don't incorporate what we call accountability partners? Let's start with uh, a three-letter word. And this 3 other word is ego. Ego. I want to say it one more time, ego. We think we have to get there. We have to be already be made in order to be able to go back uh, to show other people. Really, it starts with ego. Leaders by the very nature uh, within the organization, they actually have a lot of power. They have a significant power. And most of the leaders and successful leaders were very driven. Most of them are self-driven. They have this innate need. They have this great momentum. There's a lot of great opportunities going on internally with their mind. The mindset and ego, I'm going to say it goes together as well. If they're not careful, they can actually be corrupted and have a clouded judgment by having a huge ego. An ego can be so big to where they can't actually achieve their goals because they're clouded. An eagle can be too big to where they won't even allow help to come in to help correct them. If you're traveling a hundred yards, being off by a centimeter to two to three degrees, is not a big deal. But if you keep going two, three, four, five, 10, a hundred miles, being off by one to two degrees, it's a big deal. Far too many people, far too many leaders act as if they know everything. This Time in our history is the best time ever when it comes to learning. You think about what it was like two, three, four, five hundred 500 years ago. You think about what it was like a couple thousand years ago. And you think about the time where they didn't have the internet. They didn't have YouTube. They didn't have podcast series. Right. to where they can learn from. A lot of the people didn't even know how to read. So how would you perfect yourself in a craft would basically be an apprentice. At this moment, this is the best time that you can learn. This is the best time you can grow. This is the best time to go find people who have been successful, but it's also a time to have someone you care uh, a lot about where they know you. And I think it's very, very important that you find somebody that you can trust, somebody you could rely on, and then they're going to be there to help you in your development and in your growth. It takes a lot of ego. You got to swallow that pride. Yep. You have to be willing to be vulnerable. Where am I at with my business? And we do this a lot with our clients. Show me the books. What? Show me the books. I need to see the. I need to see the numbers. I need to see the numbers. Well, I hit X Y Z millions of dollars. That doesn't mean anything to me. I need to see the cash flow. Yeah. I need to see the profitability. I need to see the margin. I need to see how you're doing it. I need to see the lifetime value of that client that you have. I need to see the costs of acquiring that new client. All these things are very important, and sometimes we don't want to show that. That's really showing who we are as a leader. But if we swallow that pride, we swallow that ego. It allows us to work with accountability partner to make sure that we hit those goals, to make sure that we stay on track, that we're not off by a degree or two, so that we make sure that we hit, that, hit the goal and make sure we cross the finish line. Yeah, Dan, you said something that's interesting. And if I can back up here a little bit, you talked about presenting who we really are. Show the books. And even earlier this week, I've had a conversation with some organizational leaders, uh, these two individuals who are running an organization and their, their mindset was, well, let, let's get the house clean first. Let, let's, let's get it set up first before we, we bring in other leaders or we bring on the outside company to, to look at our organization. And my response was, why? Why are you trying to put makeup on something that doesn't need it? We'll be right back after this short break. I am delighted to announce That App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. for all your vet needs, let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast, and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. If you try to inflate the numbers, or if you try to, to pretty up the situation, it's not going to be the best situation for that investor, for that person coming in. You're really trying to pull a wool over their eye, and you don't want to do that. And too many leaders will do that because they want to present a better picture. And what we talked about and what you mentioned is that you've got to have a level of vulnerability and trust. And for our listeners out there, many of them know that I'm also a pastor. I've been a minister for over 25 years, and I've had the pleasure and the honor of officiating close to 100 weddings now. And what is interesting about a lot of these weddings is I've done a lot of the premarital counseling. And in these sessions, Dan, I mentioned Genesis chapter 2 with Adam and Eve, when God created Adam and Eve. What did the Bible say? It says in the last verse of that chapter, verse 25, that they were naked and they felt no shame. You cannot be embarrassed with being exposed. And what makes you feel embarrassed? You haven't done a good job building your company. You really haven't been open to letting people in. This is your ego here. You really haven't allowed yourself to trust somebody to the point where you can both see the truth of who you are. Don't. This is not the time to so fig leaves on here. It's a time to stay vulnerable. Don't have truths. Don't present partial truths. Give the entire truth. But Dan, here's, here's another reason why I think a lot of leaders don't incorporate an accountability partner. It's because they don't truly understand the benefits that can come from accountability, true accountability. These guys don't have, like in your background, a military background. They don't understand what it's like to have each other's back we 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 don't understand that there's something that could come in terms of the benefit of looking at somebody else that has a vested interest in your well-being. And so maybe they don't see the value. And because they don't see the value, they won't prioritize it. And if they don't prioritize it, it will become just an activity that if I could squeeze you in, I'll do it. Or, you know what, if, if that's not as, as important as this other activity, I'll get back to you later. No, it needs to be important. And I'll share this quick story about this sense of accountability and realizing you need other people. When I was a camp director, and this is a youth camp, and I directed this camp probably for about seven years in a row. And you have about 400 kids at this camp each week. And I remember getting some of the more challenging kids, and by the way, all of them are wonderful kids. Don't don't take this the wrong way. But there might be situations where adrenaline or ego gets in the way and these kids are like, getting a little bit too rough and I have to pull them aside. And I remember having a couple of exercises where I showed them the importance of peer cooperation. And one of those is with pushups. And so we had these kids doing these pushups and we said, okay, I want each of you to line up in a square, like in a square, put feet on the other person's shoulders. You put your feet on their shoulders. And eventually what we've learned is I needed to do 25 pushups, but if they did it on their own, it made it challenging for the other people around them. But if they did it together, it was easier to do push ups together. Another exercise we did for those kids, not the same ones, but if there's another situation come up with, we had these kids stand in a circle and we would say, Hey, hold your arms up as high as you can. And then that lactic acid started building them in the shoulders and they start going, Oh, this is tough, this is hard. And I said, Now clap hands. And when they grabbed each other's hands, it became so much easier to keep their hands up you've got to have someone who has that level commitment who's not going to take the shortcut and say okay i'm gonna put my hands down you go ahead and keep yours up no we all need to keep it up because we have an ultimate goal that's some of the benefit of peer coaching david i love those camps that's so fun it reminds me of my time in the military we had to do a lot of team building and we had to do a lot of work together to make sure we stayed together and that we would not win the war unless we were working as one group. This kind of also reminds me of the fact that there's this saying that we've heard many times, the CFO-CEO conversation. And the uh, CEO is like talking about why do we need to train these people and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and, and look at the numbers and look at the, and how much it's gonna cost. And the CFO is saying, well, if we don't train them, they stay, what is that gonna do to our bottom line as well? And it all comes down to if you don't train your own employees and you don't develop your own employees, they can actually pull down your company. At the same time, if you do train them and they do leave, that's great. They'll add value to the community. They'll add value to the next organization they go, they go to. But if they are trained, more likely they'll stay because they feel that you are enveloping, you're developing them, you're investing in them. And so that is something that's going to be very amazing to them. Uh, Let me just tell you that training, learning development is not just for your employees. It is not just for your employees. It is actually also for you as a leader. Learning development and growth should be synonymous with who you are as a leader. You didn't get to where you are because you knew everything about investment, or you knew everything about real estate, or you knew everything about IT, or everything about cybersecurity. You became who you are because of experience, sometimes a school of hard knocks. And other times because of uh, mentors you may have had, but all this time it all accumulated to allow you to be successful and to continue to stay successful and to continue to go past what you think you can go. It would be great to have an accountability partner to be your best. You as a leader need to adopt this additional aspect in your life, the additional aspect into your business, which is having an accountability partner. I observed from working with incredible leaders, the best leaders, They all insist on finding new ways to learn and grow. They all try to find ways to up their game. Many of them are avid readers. And if they're traveling and they're on the plane, they're in their car, they listen to audible books, audio books. Why? They're always growing and adding to their knowledge. And an accountability partner has a very specific job to help identify, to provide you constant feedback on good and bad. It doesn't always have to be on good stuff because remember, we don't want a yes man or a yes person in our life. And they also help you by showing you the developments in the area that's around you. They're comfortable with calling you out. They have no problems calling you out. In fact, my brother and I call each other out all the time. <laughs> but yet, they're your best cheerleader too. They're your best supporter as well because they see the hard work. They see the difficult choices you've made And they actually lift you up. It's always going to be a great balance. And that's what an accountability partner is for. David, would you agree that who you have as an accountability partner is just as important as whether or not you have one? I completely agree with that. It's not just a matter of saying, I've checked that box. I've added another layer of, quote, unquote, coaching, mentoring, mastermind development to my growth portfolio. You have to choose the right professional, the right partner that's going to help you to be your very best. So you shouldn't take it lightly. It's not a beauty contest. It's not about which of your buddies, it, which are your best friends, which of the people you get along with all the time, because they agree with your political, um, your sports ideology. I mean, they, they, you can't just pick someone like that. You have to find someone with very specific traits Someone with a clear understanding of what you're wanting from them and what you're asking for them to get involved with, and you've got to be willing to be committed to them as well. So I, I would say this, Dan, I would place at the very top of that list somebody you respect, somebody that you respect, and someone that you know would take this to heart, and that they would want to literally drive this initiative as much as you would. Someone who's going to speak the truth to you. But at the same time, someone who's going to practice empathy. And here's what I mean when I say empathy. They're not going to be judgmental. Okay? Now, they're going to hear you out. They're going to hear past your complaints. They're going to hear past your your whining and your emotional outbursts. And they're going to be to say, no, no, no. This is what you're saying. This is who you are. But they have the ability through self-awareness to say, I can see this is frustrating for you. Here's where you still need to go. Or, hey, hey, take a moment to collect yourself and we'll get back to this. I'm not going to judge you because you have one slip. I'm not going to judge you because you've had a mistake uh, and that you've kind of fallen back into old habits. They practice reframing because they understand where to place that emotion, where to place that energy and how to bring you back to the said goals that you've agreed upon. So I hope you place that person at the top of your list because that's what's mostly needed. With a peer partner. David, thanks for explaining that. I also believe it's important to understand the difference between internal accountability and external accountability. Internal accountability is basically when you are the only one holding yourself responsible. No one's going to actually force you to do something unless you've done it yourself in your mind and actually put into practice. If no one's watching, if no one's around you, if All the lights are turned off outside of where you're at. What will you do? Are you going to meet your goals? If you're the last person standing on earth, are you going to meet your goals? What are you going to do internally? External accountability, on the other hand, is when someone other than yourself is holding you accountable. There has to be somebody that's going to help you and hold you accountable, and there has to be risks. And if you don't follow through, there has to be something that's uh, what I call a penalty. You have to have that sense of urgency. If you don't do this, this is what's going to happen. If you don't do X, Y, Z, go run 10 miles. I mean, this is, when I mean, we were in the military, if we did not do the right thing with our battle buddy, this is our, this is our accountability uh, partner, our battle buddy, then everybody suffered the consequences. And I remember a time where, man, I'm holding our weapon out and they have our, hold it with our shoulders out just like this. Everyone has to hold it out. And you tell yourself, man, a rifle's not that heavy. Try holding it out for two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes. Try holding it out like that. It's very, very heavy. And that's why I believe you have to be able to have internal and external accountability. David. Dan, I want to, for a moment, Take our audience back to when you and I were growing up. Now, being twins, we were, I think, in our DNA, we've been designed to compete. And used to joke with people that, you know, when you were born, you kicked me. And so you were able to come out and I was still there. And it took me an hour and a half later to drop before I could come out, right? In terms of when we were born. And you're like, I'm not giving you the privilege of coming out first. I'm not going to give you that. And we were like that our whole lives. But I would say that the story that reminds me of accountability um, are two things. One, you came back from boot camp. And I remember seeing how differently you were in terms of your, your personality was kind of the same, but you had this aura that it was more confident. I don't know what it was. You, you, your physique was different. And I was like, yo, yo, you can't go away and do that. I need some of that. And you started to try to tra- train me. And Dan, there were times I wanted to quit. I wanted to stop and you wouldn't let me. And then it got to the point where I wanted to quit. I wanted to stop, but inside of me, the internal accountability said, you better not quit because he's right there and he's gonna call you out for quitting. And that's how I got better. It's the same adage about going to the gym, benching. When I was benching by myself, oh, I did three reps. Okay, I'm good. No, but you being back there, saying, let's add on another 25 on each side. I'm like, I can't do 25 on each side and and pushing me to believe that. Now, what you were doing was peer accountability. You knew I had a goal to get to, you knew I wanted to get in better shape and you saw in me the potential to do more than I initially thought. That's the definition. Of pure accountability. I know what goal I want to hit in terms of my company. I know what revenue I want to bring in every month. I know what new avenues of growth I want to have in my organization. But look, having somebody push me there might help me to achieve that goal quicker. It might help me to see it in a different way. But at the same time, it can call me to push back on that person because now we're helping each other. It's that give and take, it's that synergetic effect. That's a story I thought might be helpful for our audience to hear about how you and I have played that role with each other. David, I really enjoyed that time when we came back. It was so fun to be able to go on these hiking, these 10 mile runs that we did with the backpack full of rocks that we just picked up and put in the backpack that we call a rucksack and all that. We were just having fun. I, I wanted to keep up the momentum. I wanted to keep up that energy at the same time. It was fun to be able to push you and, and have fun with it. I really did. I really appreciate it. Your level of support for an accountability partner or for this leader in your life, uh, someone who's also uh, successful, someone who's also a person who has done great things, and that's to be at a, port where, a point where they're a good resounding board for you at times. And other times they'll call out your baloney. And we talked about this. I said this earlier, someone that's going to push you. Someone's going to say, hey, you got to get past this. You got to get pushed through this. But really at the end of the day, it's calling out your own negative thinking. A lot of times when Dave and I are are speaking and a lot of times when Dave and I have leaders on our our podcast, almost every single aspect of what we're speaking about comes down to the mindset, comes down to that ego. How are you getting rid of your negative thinking? How are you changing into a positive thinking role? How are you going to force your thinking and your mindset to be willing to move forward, to push through, to allow that ego we talked about to go away, to allow an accountability partner to help you, to push you, to help drive you, to call you out when you don't want to. And my brother and I would get up in the mornings (laughs) that day, I don't want to get up. I don't want to get up. I'm just exhausted. My muscles are hurting. Let's do this. Get out there. Let's just do this. Let's just do this. I don't feel like it. But when you do it, you actually let go, start to let go of all that. I don't feel like it. And it starts coming in. It just becomes natural. Continue to keep doing that. When I don't feel like it, just go out and do it. I don't feel like working out. Well, just do it. I remember being part of the 5 a.m. club. I don't feel like getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning. It wasn't a big deal. Just put your gym clothes right next to your bed. Walk out, the, the floor is cold, that's great, forces me to hurt and put on my clothes. But that's really what it's all about. Truth be told, a determined leader who wants to be challenged is a great accountability partner. Even if they don't tell you because they want to be your best friend, really at the end of the day, they just want you to be better. They want you to be better. So at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be an identical twin brother like David and myself. We push each other all the time. And for those out there who are successful entrepreneurs, who are great leaders, if you have a twin brother or twin sister, awesome. You know what we're talking about. A person who's not going to let you get away with anything, but a person who also believes in you and will continue to push you. Find an accountability partner like that. Someone who's going to push you. Someone who's not afraid of you because they're already successful in their own mind. But someone who actually cares for your success. And if you don't have that identical twin brother or sister, like I said, find that accountability partner that can act like one. Yeah. David? I want to also add that, and by the way, great plug about twins. And I'm not, we're not saying that every twin has this type of relationship. But for us, we have this relationship that I think is unlike any other. And what was interesting, and this might make you laugh, Dan, is how many times growing up did we receive the question of what's it like being a twin? What's it like not being one? It was typically my response. Because how do you answer that? And and so I would say for accountability partners, if I could add a couple more traits that I think are important for selecting the right accountability partner and what you should expect of them is you have to have the expectation that both partners have to be great communicators or at least effective communicators, great at listening, clear with their expectations. There is no cloudiness of what they're trying to say. There's no beating around the bush. And they've got to prove to be reliable and committed. And this commitment can be consistent. It can be that you meet once a month. It can be, hey, I just pick up the phone whenever I need to pick up the phone and talk to you. Or if you just get this gut instinct, oh, I've got to call him. I've got to call her to figure out where they are. They do that. That's what accountability partners are for. You have to be an effective communicator. You have to be consistent. And you've got to be willing to be there for the long haul with that person. The other thing I was going to share is this. If you're going to have an effective accountability partner, you can't be defensive. You just can't be. Now, I would say that I've fought with my twin over the dumbest things, over important things. And what I've appreciated about our relationship, I've made some boneheaded decisions sometimes that's affected my business, my family, and my brother doesn't go, I told you so. He's never done that. But what's interesting about our relationship is that he will literally say, this is what you're meant to do. This is what you're going to get good at. This is what you're going to go back for. And and if I get defensive, it doesn't, it doesn't get done. If I get defensive, it has the potential to cause a wedge to exist between us. And could even push us further away. I'm going to give a case of point to our audience here. Many of you guys have already bought our book, our first book, Talk It Up, A Guide to Successful Public Speaking. And thank you for the incredible Amazon ratings. There's Dan. Put, put, bring out the book there. Thank you, Dan. And I appreciate that. But when we were writing this book, I remember it took forever to get it out because I, in my nature, wanted it to be perfect. I wanted it to be the best, absolute best public speaking book out there, the best guide and manual for leaders out there. And so I kept trying to pick at it, pick at it, pick at it, it, change, 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 change. And then I remember Dan saying, Dave, we've gone through this. We've done our edits. We've had someone look at the book. You've got to just put a stop to it right now. I said, well, Dan, I think we still have so much more material. To the book. We're probably only 60% of what our trainees are and he said, Dave, this is enough. There's always opportunity for part two. <laughs> and I needed that because what was happening was I kept pushing the deadline further and further away. And he said, nope, we're going to put out there what we have right now. This is going to help professionals be the best sales leaders, the best executives, This is gonna help them to become effective communicators. This book needs to be out there. And so even though this this book hasn't been out there long, we believe in our heart of hearts, it is absolutely one of the best books for communication and growing in your public speaking skills, period. But this book would have been delayed even more had it not been for Danny saying, stop. We've both done what we said we were gonna do. We both added what we needed to add. We both looked through this book enough. We're not going to put any more stuff. Leave room for the reader to say, I want to take personal coaching from Dave or I want personal training from Danny. I want want more. Let that be what happens. This is enough. It's going to be fine. And guess what? The book went out there. So I appreciate you doing that. That's what accountability partners are for. I will share this one last thing about our relationship. There are times where I know in our relationship when he's saying something has to get done, I've got to just su- surrender and we got to go. And there are other times where he might see something and I'm thinking, no, this is what you got to do, and he'll surrender, and we go. Why? Because it makes no sense to keep fighting. Sometimes we got to get the job done, and that's what accountability partners are for. If you've got to hit a certain number of calls in a day, that accountability will call back and say, hey, how did it go? Did you set yourself up for success to make those calls? Did you set up enough time to make those calls? And then let's take it even broader. If you're going to hit a certain number for the month, you need a couple sales to cross that finish line. Then your accountability partner will know, hey, Dave, I've noticed the last three months you had this pattern of closing X amount of deals at this size. Quit focusing on that huge pie in the sky that you know is going to take a little bit longer to get across the finish line and go after your bread and butter. That's what accountability partners are for. So I wanted to throw it out there as an opportunity for you to be able to apply what you're hearing into your own arena. So yes, find someone you respect, find someone that's driven, find someone that you know is going to be just as invested in you as they would want you to be invested in them. And who's going to take it personally if you're not successful. That's what you need an accountability partner. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jakovitz of pauljakovitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul pauljakovitz. That's paul, J-A-C-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z.com. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. David, I love the stories that we we share uh, growing up. It's always fun to be able to show how we've been able to push each other not just while we were growing up in school or in high school or in college, uh, even times where we were racing against each other when I was doing track and we would just try to beat each other. And then you finally beat me and you stopped racing against each other for some reason, but it always comes down to this one aspect of, do you want to get better? Do you want to succeed? Do you want to achieve your goals? Do you want to stay on top? And we've been talking about this for quite a while today. And part of somebody said, well, Danny, Or David, I believe this. How do I find an accountability partner? Where do I look to get one? Where do I look to find one? You got these great suggestions. So I don't have a twin brother. I don't have a twin sister. I don't have anything fraternal identical. So where do I find these individuals? Let me suggest that you start within your own network. Yes. If you're a big component of LinkedIn, if you're a big component of Facebook, wherever you have a peer group or a great component of peer groups, go search that network. Go on LinkedIn today. Go on right now and look at your first connections. And go back and go to what we call memory lane. What do you know about this person that's your first connection? What was great about this individual? Did you go through the same college? Did you go through the same industry? Or did you keep track with them along the way as you became successful, they were successful? Look at them and ask yourself, Could I trust this person? Your future accountability partner may just be in that network. It may be there. Remember, you have to be vulnerable. As Dave said with Adam and Eve, you have to expose yourself. You can't have twig leaves. That's what you need. As we say, pick somebody you would consider a peer. This can't be an individual where when you're around them, you do all the talking, they do all the listening. We have two ears, one mouth. And one of the trainings that we talk about you need to listen at the minimum twice as much as you speak at the minimum. And if you're in sales guys, listen. If you're doing all the talking and there's a lot of great tools out there, I, we won't talk about the tools. But we can analyze your speech, we can analyze your call patterns, we can actually analyze the conversation of the call to see what was talked about, when pricing was brought up and all that other stuff. But if you're doing the majority of the talking, you're doing it wrong. But back to what we're talking about here when it comes to the peer group aspect, you have to be willing to listen more. That's really what it's all about. Someone you can listen to, someone that could challenge you, someone who's going to call you out, as we talked about the baloney. But at the same time, that's where you're going to look for. It. It's within the network. Dave and I, as Dave brought up earlier, we challenge each other a lot. And sometimes we, we pick challenges that we seem to believe that it's just, it's just too great to overcome. It's just way too great to overcome. And I remember while we we're at uh, undergraduate at Howard university, my undergraduate, my first degree. And I told myself, how can I continue to have straight A's or push myself to have straight A's? I need to have a competition. And at times in my life, I'm a competitive person. I like to compete. Who do I compete with the most? My identical twin brother because we know each other's weaknesses, we know each other's strengths, and we, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna battle in a good way. And I went to my twin brother and I said, David, let's, let's do this. Whoever has the lower GPA at the end of the semester has to do the other person's laundry for the following semester. And David's like, wait, that's not fair. I'm in the School of Business. You're in the School of Engineering, you're doing Mechanical Engineering, and you're also doing Physics as a double major. And back in those days, if you did more than 18 credits, it was free. And I took advantage. Uh, so I was doing 26, 28 credits uh, at a time to try to get two degrees. And so Dave's like, that's not fair. I, I, don't, I refuse this challenge. And of course, I called him. I called him scared. I called him all sorts of names. And then he finally said, yes, okay, let's do this competition. So for three and a half years, I did this guy's laundry. Three and a half years, I did this guy's laundry. Now he graduated four years, I graduated in five. I was doing a double major. The last The last semester, I had a 4.0 GPA, and I think he had like a 3.9 or something like that for the previous semester. And kid you not, I would put on a shirt, Now take it off immediately and throw it into the laundry bin. I would purposely have three or four outfits a day put into the laundry, but I had three and a half years of makeup of laundry. So I made sure he did enough laundry to make up for those three and a half years. And that, yeah, did it cost more? Of course, you know, your college student, you have to pay the coin laundry costs more, but I didn't care. I'm getting three and a half years worth of laundry back. So that was one of the ways that I pushed myself and Dave and I had this very uh, great conversation, if that made sense. And I would really have to say that at the end of the day, it's been fantastic. It's been great to have that sense of competition. And I'm gonna ask you guys, you need that same push when you find accountability partners, someone who's gonna be able to push you, challenge you. And and you feel this reward, this sense of gratitude and the sense of respect that you get from having accountability partners. So that's my little story I wanna share as we uh, start to get close to wrapping things up, David. I appreciate that, Dan. And it's funny that you brought up the aspect of washing clothes, we had little things like that. No matter what it was, we competed in everything. It didn't matter what it was, we competed. And then now, as we look back to all those years, it set the foundation for how we push each other now in business. I defer to you in so many ways on how to adjust my trainings, how to adjust my offerings to my clients. You refer to me or defer to me at times to produce recordings. When I need you to have something done, you know, ask me about it and I'll give you a deadline and we get it done. That's part of helping to hold each other accountable. Why? Because we see the best out of each other. We see the potential for what we're trying to provide our clients, what we're trying to do in terms of making a difference in the communities that we serve. This is why you need accountability partners. So today, if you have in this listening incorporated coaching, maybe that's helped you. Maybe that's taking you to a point where you've gone from point A to point B. Maybe you've implemented masterminds or peer coaching groups. And that take you from point B to point C. But if you're still feeling stuck and you're not getting to that point where you can see those milestones that you set up accomplished, then consider peer accountability. Find somebody that you know that can help you to be your very best and in turn help your organization to be its very best and get that person in your life, see what that does for you and see what you do for them. And this might actually make all the difference in your world. So thank you for joining us on this episode of Twins Talk It Up. Continue to follow and subscribe, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSP Leadership and visit us online at dsbleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.